morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! What do you think of all this morning, okay, Lawson? Lyle, you might have noticed already my unique seating situation. I have. Yeah. It's like a ball. Yeah, this is this is not new though. I mm. I snuck this in yesterday. That's right, and you did. I got it. You know, no one even knew that the whole time I was sitting on an exercise ball, and the reason I'm doing that, like this is important, is because it's actually very good for your posture. If Indeed, you didn't know, and you already have good posture, so you don't want to lose that. Yeah, I'm like I, I have need... terrible. Po- I've got the worst posture on the oh, planet. Oh man, like people say, like. I have okay posture. I don't have like fantastic posture. So I'm like, I need to keep this, I need to keep this up. Cause like the, the classic, the classic test to whether you have good posture is when you're sitting on like a regular chair and you're just like, all right, I'm going to put my shoulders back and see how long I can do that. And you try and sit up and put your shoulders back. And then all of a sudden, like your abs start hurting and it's like, oh, I have terrible posture. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, yeah. I, I have the worst posture on the planet. It was, um, I think it was in b- between the interview and the encounter with God when we had our song break there. I was walking around in the uh, in the conference office and I saw this exercise ball and everyone who was here, I, w- I asked them, I was like, does anyone know who this is? And everyone was like, nah, I just rocked up. So, um, I have acquired it as my new seating arrangement. And okay. just love and life. What are you? What yep. are you grateful for, Lyle? Oh, let me think. What am I grateful for? Um, I've been lots of things to be grateful for, and yeah. none of them are coming to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Just think of a random tool in yep. the shed. I went oh. out for um, an evening with my father-in-law. Ah, oh, nice. Two evenings ago, it was awesome. Ah, oh, that is awesome. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Anyway, this is uh, Early in the Morning with Peter, Paul and Mary. Help me find the way, help me find the way, to the promised land, this lonely body, needs a helping hand, I ask the Lord to help me please find the way, when the new day is a dawn, about my heading prayer, I pray to the Lord, won't you lead me When the trumpet blows, won't you call my name? When the thunder rolls and the heavens rain, when the sun turns black, never shine again. Never shine again when the trumpet blows. Won't you call me, please? Call my name. 
Peter Paul and Mary with In the Morning, Early in the Morning. Great wake-up song to get your day started right there, Lawson. Have we got a clue for our quiz? Yes, we do. Excellent. Who Bring it on. am I? I protect those whose names are written in the book. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh. That's kind of... <laughs> Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. You're incorrect. You are. You are telling so... me that this person does not protect. Like it's probably that person, <laughs> but it's like not the answer that I'm looking for. Uh, Maybe that person does it too. Man, just like <laughs> I'm going to debate this with you later. But no, that's you're okay. not. You yeah. just, you just, you just don't know the answer. This is like. This is how it goes. All right, let's one eight hundred one eight hundred. Here comes the <laughs> yeah, number. If you know true. the answer, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, or give us a call, a text on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you know the answer, and a prize is coming your way. Of course, I have to remember when we do these quizzes that it's not just about making you look silly by not knowing the clues and then me picking on you for it. Um, it's for our <laughs> listeners who get to win amazing prizes and brush up on your Bible knowledge. Um, There's such an important thing to do. I think, man, I've heard some like amazing stories about people like doing different little exercises to brush up on their Bible knowledge. I know specifically, I was talking to, to Matt Parra and they're like, yeah, me and the me and the boys used to sit there and, and they would say, you know, they would open up to a passage and like read it to each other. And the person on the other side just has to say, hmm, that sounds like Da, 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 like Proverbs chapter 30 and Yeah, you get one point two. for the book, one point for the chapter, one point for the verse, and one point if you can finish the verse. Man, that's wild. That's like, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. It's, it's a fun game. There's, there's a number of verses I'm like, yeah, I would get that, but then I'm like, oh, man. It's a, it's a fun game. Mm. So, yeah, that's what we should be striving to do. Let's have a look at some good maybe, news. Maybe, I sh- maybe we should do that one on air sometime. Oh, yeah? <laughs> do you want to bust one out right now? All right. Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. Where are we going here? All right. Oh, this is King James. In the 12th month, that is the month of Adar, <laughs> on the 13th day of the same month, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near, he put in execution in the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. There you go. Where's that from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the enemy, the Jews, who has yeah. power over them, and it's turned around and it's turned the other direction. So the Jews now have power over their enemies. Mm. That was just a random verse that I just oh, opened that my is Bible to. Super random. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Is is it in either like one of the, like the sort of Samuel King's Chronicles? No. Yeah, oh, man, no, no, no. it's from the book of Esther. Oh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, they weren't even called the Jews back then. Oh, of course. <laughs> and it's just, oh, yeah, because of course they have power over them because because yep. Esther becomes queen, and then the decree. And, oh man, that was weak. That was such a that was such a weak effort. Oh. That I don't know. Terrible. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty <laughs> random verse. I opened it up. I looked at it. I looked at the book that I was in. I'm like, ooh, this is a this is a dangerous book because it's such a unique story. I'm not going to be able to find anything here. I looked at the first verse about the month of Adar, and I'm like, 
Yeah, no, you ain't going to get this one. It <laughs> <laughs> was the first verse that caught my eye. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, moving on. We, we'll do it in the next se- section. I'll test you. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Kenya installs the first solar plant that transforms ocean water into clean drinking water. Okay. So their first ever, this is basically of their first ever solar powered desalination plant. So like an ordinary desalination plant, except it's run by sunlight rather than electricity. Yes. Like our, uh, so it's, it's, it's not anything different from what we have, no. say, in Sydney. No. So our Sydney, one's run, Sydney one runs off coal. Yes. And this one runs off sunlight. Sunlight, yes. That's cool. That is very, very cool. And desal plants are ridiculous. Ridiculously thirsty on power. Mm, yeah, just mm, yeah. Okay. And so how do they how do they run this one overnight? Do they have a battery system or is it? Just yeah. Um, shut it down. So they yeah they essentially they have uh, uh, the solar panels are able to um, store up to fifty kilowatts um, during the day when it's doing its thing. Um, so it pumps twenty four hours a day. Wow. So yeah, it like pumps and stores during the day. And then all the stored energy just runs overnight. And so, yeah, it just goes, um, uh, yeah, 24 hours a day. This isn't a huge plant. This is a very much a first for Kenya. Um, and it's, this was. So it's experimental. This is experimental. It's set up by a nonprofit called Give Power, um, Solar Energy Solutions. And they, they've, uh, set this up. And it only, you know, it, it pumps out about 35,000 liters of clean water today, which is a lot. Yes. Not, not like crazy amounts, but it's, it's a lot. It's, it would you know, fill my tanks. Yeah, fully. So, so this is, this is very much a start though. Yeah. This is a start for them, especially, you know, Kenya, um, being a, you know, relatively very third world country. And I, and I don't think they me. have, um, I don't think they have coal over there. Mm. So yeah, they're just getting it done. They've got this uh, this desalination plant, and yeah, just providing clean water at the moment for the locals. But they definitely have plans in the future to expand. Um, this is currently in the area of Kianga, Kianga in Kenya. Yep, that um, place. That that one place in Kenya. And yeah, they're having plans to to make more and more and more of these. They have they have like a ten year plan at the moment. You know, to to get. Um, they would like, you know, they've got one. They would like to expand these out into the, you know, into the fifties and the sixties of. And of in a developing country like that, you know, thirty-eight thousand liters of water can go a long way mm. uh, because, of, you know, the majority of that water is going to be carted in bottles and drums and buckets and so forth. Um, and so, you know, it um, it would supply a large village with water, mm. drinking water, fully. Yeah, and if it's near the ocean, which you would assume because it's a desal plant then uh, you've got plenty of hard water available for other purposes. Mm. Um, yeah, I like this idea. Yeah. Spread them all up and down the coast. And especially, like, being that they're extremely sustainable, because like you were saying, like, you know, they don't need to be in, like, like the desalination plants in Sydney is powered by coal. Or- See, I have a question. I have a question. Why aren't we using our desal plant to clean recycled water rather than Ocean water. Now, ocean water is about the hardest water you can get and takes the most amount of energy. Surely it would be a lot easier to clean recycled water. And then with this kind of a system that I have in Kenya, and an ex, I need to talk to an expert on how desal plants work, but surely you could you know, run them out all across Kenya where they have polluted water supplies and have clean drinking water everywhere because they're just basically desaling or you know, purifying the uh, existing water supplies. Mm. 
and, and, and the recycled water and so forth. Well, that's a that's a that's an idea for the future, law. Yeah, absolutely. You should, you should, I should should get into parliament. Um, <laughs> Boat one, Lyle Southwell, right here. Okay, Lyle. Just to close up, if you were 104 years old, what would you want for your birthday? Oh, 104 years old. I think I would like um, 104. How sprightly am I planning to be at 104? I'm going to skip the push bike, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe, ooh, what's my budget? How wealthy are my relatives? You're like, you're 104, what do you want? Yeah, probably just a, a good book. <laughs> well, oh, that was an, an extremely uh, that was an extremely good choice because that lines up exactly with my story. In a way. Um, a lady named Betty Davis, um, she just turned 104 years old. And every year for, for like the last 30 years for her birthday, she donates children's books for her birthday. Oh, nice. That's that's her thing on her birthday. She's yep. like, oh, yep, you know, I'm old. Like, I don't need anything. So I donate books. And this year she is, you know, kind of called out publicly being that she is 104. She's quite yeah, old. Yeah, it's a decent and, effort. You know, it, it's it, a decent it, effort right there. So she's like, hey, guys, can would you, for my 104th birthday, give me books to donate? To, to, to children. Yeah, to, to donate to children. And, and she wants to surpass um, her goal of 113 books. Um, and she's very, very, very much on the way there. And it's just a really cute story um, of, of a lady who's gotten, you know, advanced in her years and gone, hey, I just want to use my time left on this earth to help others, which is... Just Maybe amazing. she needs a copy of Full Steam Ahead, the Frank and Margaret Bottrell story that we have been promoting here on Faith FM by Amanda Buse. Well, there, there you go. A little, little plug right there. <laughs> Just snuck it in there. Did you see how that happened? <laughs> no, it's too quick for me. This is Matthew Moise with You and Your Crown. The sun goes down and the moon cries out its love for you. The world confides in the love that hides between the two. And I know I'm not afraid to call this home. And I know that you aren't too. And you Cry. 
direction you're leading. It's you who knows the truth and the meaning of life. So we're protected and leading. Don't be heeding these lies proceeding through every direction you're leading. It's you who knows the truth and the meaning of life. So we're protected and leading on. Fall down in the light, in the blinding light, and you. Welcome back. That was Matthew Mole with you and your crown here on Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Lawson? Okay, clue for the quiz. I am a chief prince. Okay. All right, I'm going to write something down here on a piece of paper. He's, he's, he's writing. Oh, and he's correct. So, therefore, no double prizes. I told you you were wrong. Uh, 1-800-324-843. I was right the first time around, by the way. Yeah, I was okay. right yeah, the yeah. first time around. 324-843. 1-800-324-843. And you can win a prize completely for free. All right, Lyle, are you yes, ready for I'm the ready. test? I'm ready for the test. Ready. Okay. All right. He's flicking, flicking, flicking. Just, just open it randomly and, and just read the first verse that you okay. see. For the seller shall not return to that which is sold, although they were yet alive. For the vision is touching the whole multitude thereof, which shall not return, neither shall any strength, any strengthen himself in the iniquity of his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty random. I'm going to go with Amos. Nah. Duh. <laughs> It was Ezekiel's chapter seven. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Anyway, there was a moment there where my gut said Ezekiel. No, but there I thought too. Wasn't. There was there was a moment, okay. but it was only a moment. <laughs> it was it was a fleeting moment? There clearly, was a, there was there was a moment where my gut said a lot of different books of the Bible. <laughs> Ezekiel included amongst them. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. That you're just like my gut went through about sixty six books, but. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so providential. Um, <laughs> uh, Lawson, what have you got for? Uh, no, it's my turn. It's your my turn. turn. <laughs> yeah, my turn. My turn. Okay, so so let's talk about the drought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we started to talk about this last <clears throat> yesterday, but we kind of ran out of time with it. So, um, New South Wales and Queensland, ninety percent of our streams and rivers are either low or completely dry. Catchments are below fifty percent. Um, and this is a result of one of the strongest Indian Ocean dipoles on record. Now, the dipole is basically um, takes place when you've got um, warm water near Africa and cold water near Australia. When that reverses and you get warm water near Australia and cold water near Africa, um, the rains kind of move from one side of the Indian Ocean to another. Mm-hmm. So the rains follow the warm water. So Africa right now has the warm water, so they're getting the rain, and we have the cold water, so we're getting the drought. Mm. 
Um, and so when they get droughts in Africa and millions of people are starving to death, we are getting lots of rain over here. Mm. And so I guess the Africans have been praying for rain and been getting it, and we've been praying for rain and not getting it. Maybe there's more Africans than what there are Australians. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's good to know that the Africans are getting rain because they definitely do need it. We can survive drought. We won't starve to death in this country, Mm. whereas... You know, literally millions of people can die if that dipole goes the other direction. And at some point or other, it probably will. Um, so, yes, you can only imagine what, say, Kenya or Ethiopia would be like if they were in the kind of drought that we are yeah. in right now. It would be incredibly, mm. incredibly humanitarian crisis on an unimaginable level because here you've got countries with very, very large populations in very small areas that are you know, almost exclusively um, subsistence farmers and it would be just, you know, a massive, Mm. massive disaster. Okay, so um, this is also combined with the Southern Annular Mode, um, Uh which has given us strong westerly winds. So, you know, the winds that we normally get for a week or two in spring Mm. have been continuing and so that has had a further drying influence here in Australia. Um, and they're they're forecast to stay right into late December this year, um, and so yeah, that's not that's not good for Australia at all. But what is interesting is oh, there's a couple of other things that are interesting here that we should should consider. Um, there is no forecast in the long term um, forecasts for drought breaking conditions in Australia. Mm. There is nothing on the horizon even though they are expecting to get some um, rain relief in uh, late summer here in Australia. Uh, La Nina or La La Nina is not in our future um, Mm. anytime in the near future that can be observed. And, of course, that takes place in the Pacific Ocean and brings rain to Australia. Um, According to instrumental records, we are now in the worst 36-month drought that Australia has ever faced. Wow. Um, it's comparable to the Federation drought, and I don't know how they, quite how they calculate this, but it is one of the three worst droughts in the last 400 years. Hmm. And so if you compare it with the Millennium drought, the Millennium drought was quite long. It went for about 10 years, but it had you know quite a number of wet years that mm. were a part of it. So that's where we are right now. What is interesting is to look at what is taking place in Africa because they are getting all of the rain. Um, and basically what's happening is that, you know, water doesn't leave the planet. It just redistributes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it either stays in the ocean or it gets dumped on somebody else. And that's exactly what is happening. Uh, last night, Djibouti, which uh, borders uh, Ethiopia, uh, where we were earlier in the year, last night they had two years worth of rainfall <laughs> oh. in one night. In one night. That's right. Two years worth of rain. That's, you know, um, Kenya, Sudan, South Sudan, Ethiopia, Somalia, Somalia, and to a lesser extent Eritrea are all getting um, a heavy pounding with rain, mm. suffering heavy flooding, um, and um, in Kenya, they have 120 dead as a result of mudslides. They have 18,000 huh. homeless and massive outbreaks of diarrhea and pneumonia. 
Oof. So it's hitting hard over there. Yeah. Well, basically, what we've got is extremes that are taking place. Normally, mm. you know, we get a little bit. We, we share a bit with uh, the Horn of Africa, and they share a little bit with us, and everybody's happy. But right now, we have these extremes that are taking place mm. where we are getting, you know, massive drought, and they are getting massive, yeah. massive rain. So once again, a sign of the times, a sign that Jesus is coming back soon. We need to remind ourselves of these things in times of disaster. Um, because we need to be encouraged to know that our world will not continue like this forever. Okay, here's an interesting case. And I was particularly interested in this one. It took place in the Solomons. And if you travel to the Solomons and spend a little bit of time there, you know that law and order is something that is pretty sketchy um, as you know, a developing country, particularly in the remote parts of the Solomon Islands where there is, uh, they basically follow traditional law. They've never actually really even heard of... Um, uh, of what you know, Solomon Island law is. They've probably never seen a policeman in their life, those kind of things, and they live a very um, traditional lifestyle which comes with all kinds of issues. And so one of the biggest issues you find in these developing Pacific Island nations is child abuse. Mm. And uh, in a landmark case, um, Australian missionary Kevin Rietveld has just been jailed in the Solomon Islands for three years for abusing five girls under the age of 15. So this is a horrific crime, oh, that is but it is good to see these small countries starting to be in a position where they can start addressing these kind of things. Mm. Because in the past, they have become somewhat of a haven for mm. um, you know pedophiles and child abusers. I remember when I was um, young there was a family that I knew and the grandparents just suddenly one day up and moved to Papua New Guinea. And it's like, why do people go to Papua New Guinea to retire? You know, that's not exactly a great retirement destination. Um, and we all thought that was kind of random until the news leaked out that, yes, if they returned to Australia from Papua New Guinea, then they were going to um, be in jail for the rest of their lives for what they've been doing to their grandchildren. Um, wow. So this is you know the kind of thing that has happened in the past, but now you've got this particular missionary. He goes over there. He does his thing. He returns to Australia. The Solomon Islands Police Force um, work hand-in-hand hand with the Australian Police Force. He's arrested in Australia, extradited to Solomon Islands, and thrown in a Solomon Island prison. Man, good. Um, that's that's, that's Awful. It's good to see these kind of things happening. The three-year sentence, I think, was pretty uh, terribly weak. Um, National Council of Women, Ella Kayahui, uh, called it a slap in the face and it would discourage women from coming forward. Mm. But anyway, these are some of the things that are happening around the world and uh, missionaries need to take note. This is, this is no longer a haven for bad behavior. Wow. He cries in the corner where nobody sees He's the kid with the story no one would believe He prays every night Dear God, won't you please Could you send someone here who will love me? Who will love me for me?
The Breakfast Show, bits you may have missed. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, or 88, wherever you are across Australia. We have two people in the studio with us right now for our interview, and we have Andy and Ethan. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Lyle. Good to be here. Ethan, I think you might be the one, young, one of the youngest people I have uh, interviewed here on the show. How old are you, Ethan? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fantastic. Great to have you as a part of the show. And if there's any other 15-year-olds out there that want to become a part of Faith FM's, just spread the word for me. Well, can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, uh, Andy, um, why don't we just spend a few minutes? We'll get to know you. And uh, now, now where about, how, how do you guys connect with each other? Ethan's my son. Ethan's your son. Yeah. I thought that was the case because you kind of look like you, but I just wanted to make sure. Yep. Okay, so just without putting my foot in it. Good on you, Lyle. Okay, so um, Andy, tell me about you, you, you and your family and where you come from. Where, where, what part of Australia do you come from? 
I was uh, raised in Sydney. Okay. And uh, what my, part of Sydney? Uh, well, it was uh, Bankstown, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, met my wife, who was from Kempsey, mm-hmm. New South Wales, and uh, she was a country girl. I was a city boy, and we uh, we hooked up. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, so where where did you end up living in Kempsey or Sydney? No, neither. neither oh, neither. Neither. Okay, we so actually, neither one of you won that battle. We moved out of Sydney, but we didn't get as far as Kempsey initially. We okay. got, we got to uh, to Kurumbong to do some study. So yeah. that's um that's how all good relationships work, right? Perhaps, with compromise. A bit of compromise. Halfway exactly between. Right. Absolutely. And what were you studying there in the? Teacher, a teacher, primary teaching. Primary actually. teaching. Yeah, that's oh, fantastic. right. Yeah. Both of you or just you? Or? No, she did nursing. We walked down the yeah. aisle a second time uh, three years after being married and uh, graduated with nursing and teaching. Yeah. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So um, now do you come from a Christian home? I came from a home where um, mum was Baptist, dad was Lutheran, so okay. we had uh, a faith-based home that wasn't necessarily practising strongly. Did that create conflict? Um no, because they were both um, of a Christian orientation. Sure. Um, and I went to Sunday school as a kid up until about the age of 12. And when I was zoned to go to the local um, boys' high school, mum and dad thought there might have been a better place that uh, I could go. They pulled out the phone book and out came um, Strathfield, Sydney Adventist College at the time. And so go. I turned up year seven, didn't know anyone or anything about uh, about uh, the, the lingo that goes with Seves and, and other things like that, uh-huh. but made friends and was invited to church. And, it doesn't take long to pick up the lingo that goes decision. with a particular church, you know. That's it. Every, yeah. every church has its own little bit of lingo. and That's it. And, yeah, we refer to each other as, as Seves or Seves or whatever it might That's be. It. And, That's and, it. That's uh, it. Yeah, fantastic. Baptised in year 11. So Great. teacher of education for me was was, was um, an entry point to really coming to know. Um, was there a particular thing that inspired you to give your heart to God? Um, I, I remember it specifically being 12. I was in New Zealand at the time. I was on a camp mm-hmm. and uh, an, an appeal was made after yep. being with a whole bunch of kids to, to give our heart to Jesus. And uh, I remember that time being... Um, very aware of that decision and wanting Jesus to guide my life, and Fantastic. He has from that point on. Praise yeah, God! Yeah. Now, what about you, Ethan? Have you made that decision for yourself? Yeah, just the old day. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, what was the circumstances behind that? Can you tell us about it? Um, well, probably through week of worships and um, yeah, summer camps and stuff, just like worshiping, and that's got to make you proud, Andy. Uh, very much so. We were yeah. down at the beach the other day for a baptism. It was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Ah, amazing. Now, um, you particularly, I, I particularly asked you to come on here to talk about a trip that you did recently. Sure. So whereabouts did you travel to? Lyle, we, uh, we ended up um, being part of a tour yes. that uh, left uh, Jordan and did Israel. So it was two weeks in Jordan and Israel. Jordan and Israel. Yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, and you went as well, Ethan? Yeah. <laughs> and his younger sister, Amy, and my wife, Robin. Yeah. Okay, so how yeah. old is your sister, Ethan? Uh, she's 13 this year. Okay, so you're 13, 15-year-old kids. I mean, these kids are living the dream. They get to go to Jordan and Israel at that age. It's just uh, that's it. Lauren. what an opportunity. Well, it, it was certainly a very a wonderful opportunity, and uh, we were so close to Egypt. I said, how about we do a bit of Egypt as well? And we ended up doing Greece and Turkey at the end, so we started oh. off with the, <laughs> we started okay. off with the I started. <laughs> I, started off, I started off being jealous that you went to Jordan and Israel, and now it's like, yeah, well, why not? As you do, you know, it's just like we'll duck across 
across here to Egypt and they're like, oh, well, Greece is not so far away. And It was just such a wonderful experience from you just going through the Bible stories of, of the Exodus, the yep. whole Egypt experience, yep. and then the footsteps of Jesus through the Bible lands and then into Paul's missionary journey to finish up in okay. Greece and Turkey. So, amazing. so um, on this whole trip, Ethan, what was your favourite part? Um, I liked Egypt, but I really liked the Sea of Galilee. Okay, what what was it about the Sea of Galilee that you liked the most? Did you go and jump and go, jump and go for a swim? Yeah, in the morning we did. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was yep. a bit chilly, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just um, when especially getting back, reading stories about like the calming of the sea and um, the pigs getting like oh, yes. themselves into the yep. Yep. yeah lake like that. Yeah. Yep. Did uh, did you get to go fishing? No. Ah, <laughs> oh, you didn't get to go. Did you go on a boat? Yeah. Yeah. So you went on one of those boats that they did. Did they show you how they used to do fishing? Uh, Throw the net over the side and that kind of stuff. No, I didn't show. <laughs> oh, they were slack that time. They were slack. Yeah, when I was there, they they uh, we we got to go fishing because um, the uh, the guys on the on the tour boat, you know, it's nothing, yes. nothing like the boat that Jesus was on. You can go and see the boat that would be similar to the one that Jesus was on. They're nothing like that, but they're interesting nonetheless. And we. We cruised around for a little bit and threw a net over the side and caught absolutely nothing. Oh. So, um, yeah, I kind of relate to uh, to um, Peter and his friends there a few times when yeah. they had a similar experience. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, so you like Galilee the best. Okay, now you said you also enjoyed Egypt. Yeah. What was your favourite part of Egypt? I've seen the pyramids. Yeah, they're pretty spectacular, yeah. eh? Uh, pyramids were on my bucket list for a long time. You know how sometimes when something's on your bucket list and you get there and it You've wanted to see it so much for so long, and it sort of like lets you down. The pyramids, they were better than I expected by a wide margin, and the Sphinx I thought was kind of small. Yeah, Yeah. that was just that was just me. I was was expecting the Sphinx to be like as big as the pyramids, and it was like, oh, that's the Sphinx. That's all there is to it. Okay, we came all the way to see that. But anyway, that was just uh, my reaction. Okay, so you start in Jordan. You've Mm -hmm. got uh, two weeks to do Jordan and Israel. Yep. How long did you spend overseas all up? We had five weeks over there. So we okay. actually did Egypt to begin with. We did oh, it in you that started order. that first. Yeah. So we did so that you did your exodus own. out of Egypt. We did the exodus out of Egypt and uh, had some time in Cairo and Luxor. Yes. And then across to Amman and we started in Amman in oh, Jordan. Okay. And that was with Leanne Colville-Smith uh, from up at uh, Toowoomba yep. who led out that tour. And that was yep. great. Faith Tours was yep. the tour we were on. Yeah, did, he, did he lead the entire tour or just the Jordan? Uh, the Jordan and Israel, Israel was the official tour. They uh-huh. were the two countries covered there. And then um, the offer was made to join them on a scouting tour that just sort of looked at a future possible tour through Greece and Turkey. So we were a part of that uh, on invitation, which was lovely. Why not? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. All right. So what places did you see in Jordan? Did you go to Petra? We did. Yes. Yes. Had a whole day, spectacular, isn't whole it? day in Petra. And uh, we got to the high places and to the monastery, yep. uh, walking both. And it was just, you know, fabulous. Once you got down that ravine and turned the corner and saw the treasury building there, it was just amazing. Yeah. Mm. When I went to Petra, I made it to the high places, but not the monastery. Okay. Because I had eaten something. Oh, no, you weren't <laughs> feeling guts, so good. My guts oh, were no, no good, no oh, good no. at all. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't have any thickness, so praise God for that. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, that was awesome, yeah. yeah. But I tell you, Lyle, you know, a, a memory event 
to be able to take your family yes. and your kids along to yes. experience in, you know, as Ethan said before, being baptised just a day or two ago yep. down at the beach here, the year that they were baptised, you know, to remember the journey of being over there was just a special thing. Yes. And uh, I think, you know, as families, uh, my wife and I talked, we could leave something like this to retirement age yep. and benefit for a few years, but we, we've we've taken... And this would have been a significant investment. It certainly was, yeah. yeah. Taking the plunge to do it earlier where our kids can benefit from that time back at school and in their yep. faith journey, and my wife and I too, we, we won't read scripture the same way as uh, as we did before we left because yeah. we can visualise the places we're reading about and saying, you know, we've been there, we know what that feels like, we can see what it looks like, uh-huh. uh, even, you know, experience the temperature, the distances. It, it all starts to be a whole lot more real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really appreciate that because, um, you know, someone gave me some very wise advice um, a very long time ago and it's like well when you're dealing with your money if you're looking for a place to invest it you can't find a better place than investing in your family mm. and uh, you know five weeks through those countries I have an idea of, of, of what that would cost it's a significant cost but it's a great investment absolutely because you're investing in your family yeah. and uh, you know the baptism at the beach a couple of days ago yeah. is uh, is that investment paying out and you you know you, there's, there's no money in the world that can you know um, compensate for something like that. You Absolutely, know, it's, just, uh, it's, it's a, that's amazing. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. All right. So you've done. Okay. So then you go to. Uh, you head across to Israel, you see the temple and Jerusalem, all that, of course. We certainly did, yeah. The northern part of, uh, of Israel around the Sea of Galilee was a highlight because, you know, you look at the Sea of Galilee and you see, Ethan, you'd, you'd resonate with this, that it's it's the same as it was when Jesus was here. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, Some of the right. places, you're not sure if it's exactly this is, there. This is, yeah, this is one of the things when you do one of these tours, I, I put them all into three categories. Though, yes. They're like, this is a legitimate site. Yeah. This is a maybe site. Yes. And this has nothing to do with the site. <laughs> yeah, you go, that's you go right. to the Church of the Cock Crow and it's like, yeah, this has nothing to do with the Cock that That's crow, right. But- <laughs> that's right. So we, we love the places that there was, you know, there, there was, it was pretty clear that this is just yeah. the way it was back then. And yep. certainly the Sea of Galilee was highlight on those, on those tours. But we went through, you know, the a Nazareth village in, yes. in, in Nazareth and it was like uh, an old Sydney town replica of, of the kids were dressed in and, Bible and, times. And within a few hundred metres of where the original Nazareth, Nazareth was exactly right, you know, um, and with all the features in some of the stories that Jesus told, and you can imagine Jesus actually walking through that that village at some stage. And even though that's there's portions of the that have been, that have been reconstructed, there's other portions that were original to Jesus' time. Exactly right, and. Uh, Ethan loves his fruit and veggies, Lyle, yeah. and uh, and he found that there was plenty of fruit stalls that he could just explore. And you might like to ask him, yeah, what yeah, his favorite, tell me favorite uh, fruits were. Yeah, tell tell us about your favorite foods. Tell us about some exotic foods that you had over there. Uh, I like the persimmons, uh huh, and the figs and uh, dates are probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the uh, pomegranates? Yeah, they're good. I love pomegranates on cereal. You know, you get all those little red seeds and Absolutely. sprinkle them with cereal. Yeah, and they, they make a great crunch. pomegranate juice all through. Oh yeah, um, the Bible lands. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So you got to? Uh, did you get to bargain with people and to get them down on their price and all that kind of stuff? Uh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you were the kind of tourist who they always they, they smile about when they see you coming. It's like, yeah, this guy's going to pay full price. He just didn't buy anything. Long. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, you know, then to go to the seven churches and and get yes. through, you went all through all seven. We did six of the seven. Six. We which one did the you seventh miss? One. It was the one near uh, Smyrna. It okay. was Isma, the yeah. one closest to Isma. Uh, we just ran out of time, but six of the seven gave us a good idea. Ephesus, Laodicea, uh-huh. really put a you know a visual picture to to the reading that we have in Revelation, and to finish up in Greece and you know Athens, Corinth, and and uh, did you make it to Patmos? We didn't go to Patmos. We okay. finished up in Santorini. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh okay. <laughs> I said, kids, let's just pretend. It's yeah, why not? <laughs> we, we finished there, but Meteora up where the the Mahai monasteries are in those high uh, rock. Um, yep. Yeah, and um, and Delphi and and uh, spectacular, yeah, absolutely spectacular. Absolutely. So it was it was just a a, a great memory event. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, um, okay, so if somebody was to want to go on one of these tours, how yes. would how would how would a person go about that? Well. Um, they would just respond to the advertising that, that goes out, and certainly we had a stall here at camp uh, recently mm-hmm. where uh, Leanne and Colville Smith um, were giving their details out. They're in Toowoomba, yep. and um, their, their their tour company is Faith Tours. Okay. So um, it'd be just a matter of searching that on the internet. Yep. www.faithtours and uh, their details will come up and uh, you can just hook into uh, a future one. They're particularly excited about families coming along so don't families think that uh, you know this is just something beyond our reach they they are looking to 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 invent some budget more budget tours that Uh that aren't staying necessarily at the top end accommodation but that families could uh, could afford to to be on so don't think it's out of your reach reach financially and students you know um, that might feel like this is just something that's not within my, my reach at this stage of, of life. I'm glad to hear that they're, they're planning some uh, budget tours because I do find that the tours, um, you know, because when I tour by myself, if I go by myself, I stay in backpackers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I was like, the only reason that I, 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 I go to accommodation at night is to sleep. Yes. I don't need to pay lots of money to look at, you know, um, slightly better quality paint on the wall before I go to sleep. Absolutely. It's, it's just a bed. You Absolutely. Know? And, uh, and then you go on these package tours which are great because you get such good deals and you get such good tour guides um, and, and it becomes so economical to do it that way yes but I'm I, all the time I'm staying at a five-star hotel and I'm thinking to myself you know I could be saving some money here yeah. if, if there was a budget version of this that's I right. would I would take it yeah. so that sounds like yeah. a great idea so if it grabs your interest, listeners, then uh, follow up and uh, and do just investigate how it might work out for you. Yeah, and don't and, and as you say, don't leave the uh, don't leave the family out of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Good Andy and Ethan. It has been a pleasure having you here on the show, and uh, we're going to be back uh, after this music break with uh, more great programming and the rest of our breakfast show. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a moment. God sent His Son. They called him Jesus He came to love Heal and forgive He lived and died To buy my pardon An empty grave is there to prove Savior lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives I'll face 
with the God of nature? Are you learning the skills you need for a successful life? Grafton Pathfinder Club can help. With a Christian foundation, our Pathfinders enjoy camping out in the most amazing locations. Paddle a canoe, hike up a mountain, abseil down a cliff, tie knots and lashings, follow a map to the treasure, use your survival skills in the bush, earn some honours from a large list of pursuits, Make friends that you'll keep for a lifetime. Our hall meetings in South Grafton are on the first Saturday of each month from 2pm to 4pm. We're inviting young children aged between 10 and 16 to join us on our next adventure. Send us an email now at graftonpathfinders at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Grafton Pathfinder Club. We're empowering youth for a resilient future. 
greetings from your local Warrigal Seven-Day British Church. My name is Tara. I am part of a prayer group that meets every Wednesday evening at 6.30 here at church. We would love to have you join us in discussions and prayer. We would love to have the privilege to pray for you and any other further prayer requests. We pray for the sick, the needy, and also our local community. The address again is 43 Mason Street, Warrigal. That's every Wednesday, 6.30pm. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
说。